Sections 42 through 57 of Of Holy Virginity, De Virginitate by St. Augustine of Hippo. Translated by Charles John Cornish, 1810-1870. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Wherefore, let this be the first thought for the putting on of humility, that God's virgin think not that it is of herself that she is such, and not rather that this best gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, with whom is no change nor shadow of motion. For thus she will not think that little has been forgiven her, so as for her to love little, and being ignorant of the righteousness of God, and wishing to establish her own, not to be made subject to the righteousness of God. In which fault was that Simon, who was surpassed by the woman, unto whom many sins were forgiven, because she loved much. But she will have more cautious and true thoughts, that we are so to account all sins as though forgiven, from which God keeps us, that we commit them not. Witnesses are those expressions of pious prayers in holy scriptures, whereby it is shown that those very things which are commanded by God are not done, save by his gift and help, who commands. For there is a falsehood in the asking for them, if we could do them without the help of his grace. What is there so generously and chiefly charged as obedience, whereby the commandments of God are kept? And yet we find this wished for. You, says he, has charged that your commandments be greatly kept. Then it follows, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your righteousness. Then shall I not be confounded, while I look unto all your commandments. That which he had set down above that God had commanded, that he wished might of himself be fulfilled. This is done assuredly, that there be not sin. But, if there has been sin, the command is that one repent, lest by defense and excuse of sin he perish through pride, who has done it, while he is unwilling that what he has done perish through repentance. This also is asked of God, who, that it may be understood, that it is not done, save by his grant from whom it is asked. Set, says he, O Lord, a watch to my mouth and a door of continence around my lips. Let not my heart turn away unto evil words, to make excuses and sins with men that work unrighteousness. If therefore both obedience, whereby we keep his commandments, and repentance, whereby we excuse not our sins, are wished for and asked, it is plain that, when it is done, it is by his gift that it is possessed, by his help that it is fulfilled, yet more openly is it said by reason of obedience. By the Lord the Steps of a man are directed, and he shall will his way. And of repentance, the apostle says, If haply God may grant unto them repentance. Concerning continence also itself, has it not been most openly said, And when I knew that no one can be continent unless God give it, this also itself was a part of wisdom, to know whose gift it was? But perhaps continence is the gift of God, but wisdom man bestows upon himself whereby to understand that that gift is not his own but of god yea the lord makes wise the blind and the testimony of the lord is faithful it gives wisdom unto little ones and if any one want wisdom let him ask of god who gives unto all liberally and upbraids not and it shall be given to him but it becomes virgins to be wise that their lamps be not extinguished how wise save not having high thoughts but consenting unto the lowly. For wisdom itself has said to man, Lo, piety is wisdom. 
If, therefore, you have nothing which you have not received, be not high-minded, but fear, and love not little, as though him by whom little has been given to you, but rather love him much, by whom much has been given to you. For if he loves, unto whom it has been given not to repay, how much more ought he to love, unto whom it has been given to possess? For both whoever continues chaste from the beginning is ruled by him, and whoever is made chaste instead of unchaste is corrected by him, and whoever is unchaste even unto the end is abandoned by him. But this he can do by secret counsel, by righteousness he cannot, and perhaps it is for this end that it lies hid, that there may be more fear and less pride. Next, let not man, now that he knows that by the grace of God he is what he is, fall into another snare of pride, so as by lifting up himself for the very grace of God to despise the rest, by which fault that other Pharisee both gave thanks unto God for the good which he had, and yet vaunted himself above the publican confessing his sins. What, therefore, should a virgin do? What should she think, that she vaunt not herself above those men or women who have not this so great gift? For she ought not to feign humility, but to set it forth. For the feigning of humility is greater pride. Wherefore, Scripture, wishing to show that humility ought to be true, after having said, By how much you are great, by so much humble yourself in all things, added soon after, and you shall find grace before God, assuredly, where one could not humble one's self deceitfully. Wherefore, what shall we say? Is there any thought which a virgin of God may truly have, by reason of which she dare not to set herself before a faithful woman, not only a widow, but even married? I say not a reprobate virgin, for who knows not that an obedient woman is to be set before a disobedient virgin, but where both are obedient unto the commandments of God, shall she so tremble to prefer holy virginity even to chaste marriage and continence to wedded life, the fruit an hundredfold to go before the thirtyfold? Nay, let her not doubt to prefer this thing to that thing. Yet let not this or that virgin, obeying and fearing God, dare to set herself before this or that woman, obeying and fearing God. Otherwise she will not be humble, and God resist the proud. What, therefore, shall she have in her thoughts? Forsooth, the hidden gifts of God, which not save the questioning of trial, makes known to each, even in himself. For, to pass over the rest, whence does a virgin know, although careful of the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord, but that haply, by reason of some weakness of mind known to herself, she be not as yet ripe for martyrdom, whereas that woman, whom she rejoiced to set herself before, may already be able to drink the cup of the Lord's humiliation, which he set before his disciples, to drink first, when enamored of high place. Whence, I say, does she know, but that she herself be not as yet Thecla, that other be already Crispina? Certainly, unless there be present trial, there takes place no proof of this gift. But this is so great, that certain understand it to be the fruit of an hundredfold, for the authority of the church bears a very conspicuous witness, in which it is known to the faithful in what place the martyrs, in what place the holy nuns deceased, are rehearsed at the sacraments of the altar. But what the meaning is of that difference of fruitfulness, let them see to it, who understand these things better than we, whether the virginal life be in fruit an hundredfold, 
in sixtyfold the widowhood, in thirtyfold the married, or whether the hundredfold fruitfulness be ascribed unto martyrdom, the sixtyfold unto continence, the thirtyfold unto marriage, or whether virginity, and by the addition of martyrdom, fill up the hundredfold, but one alone be in sixtyfold, but married persons bearing thirtyfold arrive at sixtyfold, in case they shall be martyrs, or whatever, what seems to be more probable, for as much as the gifts of divine grace are many, and one is greater and better than another, whence the apostle says, but emulate ye the better gifts, we are to understand that they are more in number than to allow of being distributed under those different kinds. In the first place, that we set not widowed continents either as bearing no fruit, or set it but level with the desert of married charity, or equal it unto virgin glory, or think that the crown of martyrdom, either established in habit of mind, although proof of trial be wanting, or an actual making trial of suffering, be added unto either one of these two chastities, without any increase of fruitfulness. Next, when we set it down, that many men and women so keep virginal chastity, as that yet they do not the things which the Lord says, If you will be perfect, go and sell all that you have, and give unto the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me, and do not unite themselves to those dwelling together, among whom one says that any thing is his own, but all things are unto them common. Do we think, that there is no addition of fruitfulness unto the virgins of God when they do this, or that the virgins of God are without any fruit, although they do not this. Therefore, there are many gifts, and some brighter and higher than others, each than each, and at some times one is fruitful in fewer gifts, but better, another in lower gifts, but more. And in what manner they be either made equal one to another, or distinguished one from another, in receiving eternal honors, who of men would dare to pronounce? Whereas yet it is plain both that those differences are many, and that the better are profitable not for the present time, but for eternity. But I judge that the Lord willed to make mention of three differences of fruitfulness, the rest he left to such as understand. For also another evangelist has made mention only of the hundredfold. We are not, therefore, are we, to think that he either rejected or knew not of the other two, but rather that he left them to be understood. But, as I begun to say, whether the fruit of an hundredfold be virginity dedicated to God, or whether we are to understand that interval of fruitfulness in some other way, either such as we have made mention of, or such as we have not made mention of, yet no one, as I suppose, will have dared to prefer virginity to martyrdom, and no one will have doubted that this latter gift is hidden, if trial to test it be wanting. A virgin, therefore, has a subject for thought, such as may be of profit to her for the keeping of humility, that she violate not that charity, which is above all gifts, without which assuredly whatever other gifts she shall have had, whether few or many, whether great or small, she is nothing. She has, I say, a subject for thought, that she be not puffed up, that she rival not. Forsooth, that she so make profession, that the virginal good is much greater and better than the married good, as that yet she know not whether this or that married woman be not already able to suffer for Christ, but herself as yet unable. 
and she herein spared that her weakness is not put to the question by trial. For God, says the apostle, is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tried above that which you are able, but will make with the trial a way out, that you may be able to bear it. Perhaps, therefore, those men or women, keeping a way of married life praiseworthy in its kind, are already able, against an enemy forcing to unrighteousness, to contend even by tearing in pieces of bowels, then shedding of blood, but these men or women, continent from childhood and making themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, still are not as yet able to endure such either for righteousness or for chastity itself. For it is one thing, for truth and an holy purpose, not to consent unto one who would persuade and flatter, but another thing not to yield even to one who tortures and strikes. These lie hidden in the powers and strengths of souls. By trial they are unfolded, by actual essay they come forth. In order, therefore, that each be not puffed up by reason of that which he sees clearly that he can do, let him humbly consider that he knows not that there is perchance something more excellent which he cannot do, but that some who neither have nor profess that of which he is lawfully self-conscious are able to do this which he himself cannot do. Thus will be kept, not by feigned, but by true humility, in honor preventing one another, and esteeming each other higher than himself. What now shall I say concerning the very carefulness and watchfulness against sin? Who shall boast that he has a chaste heart, or who shall boast that he is clean from sin? Holy virginity is indeed inviolate from the mother's womb. But no one, says he, is clean in your sight, not even the infant whose life is of one day upon the earth. There is kept also in faith and violet and certain virginal chastity, whereby the church is joined as a chaste virgin unto one husband. But that one husband has taught, not only the faithful who are virgin in mind and body, but all Christians altogether, from spiritual even unto carnal, from apostles even unto the last penitents, as though from the height of heaven even unto the bounds of it, to pray, and in the prayer itself has admonished them to say, and forgive us our debts, even as we also forgive our debtors. Where, by this which we seek, he shows what also we should remember that we are. For neither on behalf of those debts, which for our whole past life we trust have been forgiven unto us in baptism through his peace, has he charged us to pray, saying, And forgive us our debts, even as we also forgive our debtors. Otherwise, this were a prayer which catechumens rather ought to pray up in the time of baptism. But, whereas it is what baptized persons pray, rulers and people, pastors and flocks, it is sufficiently shown that in this life, the whole of which is a trial, no one ought to boast himself as though free from all sins. Wherefore also the virgins of God, without blame indeed, follow the Lamb wherever he shall have gone, both the cleansing of sins being perfected and virginity being kept, which, were it lost, could not return. But, because the same apocalypse itself, wherein such unto one such were revealed, in this also praises them, that in their mouth there was not found a lie. Let them remember in this also to be true, that they dare not say that they have not sinned. Forsooth the same John, who saw that, has said this, if we shall have said that we have not sinned, we deceive our own selves, and the truth is not in us. 
But if we shall have confessed our faults, he is faithful and just, and so as to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we shall have said that we have not sinned, we shall make him a liar, and his word shall not be in us. This surely is not said to these or those, but unto all Christians, wherein virgins also ought to recognize themselves. For thus they shall be without a lie, such as in the apocalypse they appeared. And by this meaning, so long as there is not as yet perfection in heavenly height, confession in lowliness makes them without blame. But again, lest by occasion of this sentence any one should sin with deadly security, and should allow himself to be carried away, as though his sins were soon by easy confession to be blotted out, he straightway added, My little children, these things have I written unto you, that you sin not. And, if one shall have sinned, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and himself is a propitiation of our sins. Let no one therefore depart from sin, as though about to return to it, nor bind himself, as it were, by compact of alliance of this kind with unrighteousness, so as to take delight rather to confess than to shun it. But, forasmuch as even upon such as are busy and on the watch not to sin, there creep by stealth in a certain way from human weakness sins, however small, however few, yet not none, these same themselves become great and grievous, in case pride shall have added to them increase and weight. But by the priest whom we have in the heavens, if by pious humility they be destroyed, they are with all ease cleansed. But I contend not with those who assert that a man can in this life live without any sin. I contend not, I gainsay not, for perhaps we take measure of the great from out of our own misery, and comparing ourselves with ourselves understand not. One thing I know, that those great ones, such as we are not, such as we have not as yet made proof of, by how much they are great, by so much humble themselves in all things, that they may find grace before God. For, let them be how great soever they will, there is no servant greater than his Lord, nor disciple greater than his Master. And assuredly he is the Lord, who says, All things have been delivered unto me of my Father. And he is the Master, who says, Come unto me, all you who labor, and learn of me. And yet what learn we? In that I am meek, says he, and lowly of heart. Here some will say, This is now not to write of virginity, but of humility, as though truly it were any kind of virginity, and not that which is after God, which we had undertaken to set forth. And this good, by how much I see it to be great, by so much I fear for it, lest it be lost, the thief pride. Therefore there is none that guards the virginal good, save God himself who gave it, and God is charity. The guardian, therefore, of virginity is charity, but the place of this guardian is humility. There, forsooth, he dwells, who said, that on the lowly and quiet, and that trembles at his words, his spirit rests. What, therefore, have I done, formed from my purpose, if wishing the good, which I have praised, to be more securely guarded, I have taken care also to prepare a place for the guardian? For I speak with confidence, nor I have any fear, lest they be angry with me, whom I admonish with care to fear for themselves together with me. More easily do follow the Lamb, although not wherever he shall have gone, yet so far as they shall have had power, married persons who are humble than virgins who are proud. For 
How does one follow him unto whom one wills not to approach, or how does one approach him unto whom one comes not to learn, in that I am meek and lowly and humble of heart? Where for those the Lamb leads following wherever he shall have gone, in whom first himself shall have found where to lay his head. For also a certain proud and crafty person had said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you shall have gone, to whom he made answer, Foxes have dens, and fowls of heaven nests, but the Son of Man has not where to lay his head. By the term of foxes he reproves wily craftiness, and by the name of birds puffed up arrogance, wherein he found not pious humility to rest in. And by this, nowhere at all did he follow the Lord, who had promised that he would follow him, not unto a certain point of progress, but altogether wherever he should have gone. Wherefore this do ye, virgins of God, this do ye, follow ye the Lamb, wherever he shall have gone. But first come unto him, whom you are to follow, and learn, in that he is meek and lowly of heart. Come ye in lowly wise unto the lowly, if you love, and depart not from him, lest ye fall. For whoever fears to depart from him asks and says, Let there not come to me foot of pride. Go on in the way of loftiness, with the foot of lowliness, himself lifts up such as follow in lowly wise, who thought it not a trouble to come down unto him such as lay low. Commit ye his gifts unto him to keep, guard ye your strength unto him. Whatever of evil through his guardianship ye commit not, account as forgiven unto you by him, lest, thinking that you have little forgiven unto you, you love little, and with ruinous boasting despise the publicans beating their breasts concealing that strength of yours which has been tried, beware that you be not puffed up, because you have been able to bear something. But concerning that which has been untried, pray that you be not tempted above that you are able to bear. Think that some are superior to you in secret than whom you are openly better. Then the good things of others, happily unknown to you, are kindly believed by you. Your own that are known to you are not lessened by comparison, but strengthened by love. And what haply as yet are wanting are by so much the more easily forgiven, by how much they are the more humbly desired. Let such among your number as persevere afford to you an example, but let such as fall increase your fear. Love the one that you may imitate it, mourn over the other that you be not puffed up. Do not ye establish your own righteousness. Submit yourselves unto God, who justifies you. Pardon the sins of others. Pray for your own. Future sins shun by watching. Past sins blossom out by confessing. Lo, already you are such, as that in the rest of your conduct also ye correspond with the virginity which you have professed and kept. Lo, already not only do ye abstain from murders, devilish sacrifices and abominations, thefts, rapines, frauds, perjuries, drunkenness, and all luxury and avarice, hatreds and emulations, impieties, cruelties, but even those things which either are or are thought lighter are not found nor arise among you, not bold face, not wandering eyes, not unbridled tongue, not petulant laugh, not scurrilous jest, not unbecoming mane, not swelling or loose gait, Already ye render not evil for evil, nor curse for curse. Already, lastly, you fulfill that measure of love that you lay down your lives for your brethren. Lo, already you are such, because also such ye ought to be. These, being added to virginity, set forth an angelic life unto men, and the way of heaven unto the earth. But, 
by how much you are great, whosoever of you are so great, by so much humble yourselves in all things, that you may find grace before God, that he resist you not as proud, that he humble you not as lifting up yourselves, that he lead you not through straits as being puffed up, although anxiety be unnecessary, that where charity glows, humility be not wanting. If, therefore, you despise marriages of sons of men, from which to beget the sons of men, love ye with your whole heart him, who is fair of form above the sons of men. You have leisure, your heart is free from marriage bonds. Gaze on the beauty of your lover, think of him equal to the father, made subject also to his mother, ruling even in the heavens, and serving upon the earth, creating all things, created among all things. That very thing, which in him the proud mock at, gaze on, how fair it is. With inward eyes, gaze on the wounds of him hanging, the scars of him rising again, the blood of him dying, the price of him that believes, the gain of him that redeems. Consider of how great value these are. Weigh them in the scales of charity, and whatever of love ye had to expend upon your marriages, pay back to him. It is well that he seeks your beauty within where he has given unto you power to become daughters of God. He seeks not of you a fair flesh, but fair conduct, whereby to bridle also the flesh. He is not one unto whom any one can lie concerning you, and make him rage through jealousy. See with how great security ye love him, whom ye fear not to offend by false suspicions. Husband and wife love each other, in that they see each other, and what they see not, that they fear between themselves nor have they sure delight in what is visible, while in what is concealed they usually suspect what is not. You in whom ye see not with the eyes, and behold by faith, neither have what is real to blame, nor fear lest haply ye offend him by what is false. If therefore ye should owe great love to husbands, him for whose sake ye would not have husbands, how greatly ought ye to love. Let him be fixed in your whole heart, who for you was fixed on the cross. Let him possess in your soul all that, whatever it be, that you would not have occupied by marriage. It is not lawful for you to love little him for whose sake you have not loved even what were lawful. So loving him who is meek and lowly of heart, I have no fear for you of pride. Thus, after our small measure, we have spoken enough both of sanctity whereby you are properly called sanctimonialis, and of humility, whereby whatever great name ye bear is kept. But more worthily, let those three children, unto whom he, whom they loved with full glow of heart, afforded refreshing in the fire, admonish you concerning this our little work, much more shortly indeed in number of words, but much more greatly in weight of authority, in the hymn wherein God is honored by them. For, joining humility unto holiness in such as praise God, they have most plainly taught that each, by how much he make any more holy profession, by so much do beware that he be not deceived by pride. Wherefore do ye also praise him, who grants unto you, that in the midst of the flames of this world, although ye be not joined in marriage, yet ye be not burned. And praying also for us, bless ye the Lord, you holy and humble men of heart, utter in him, and exalt him above all forever. End of sections 42 through 57
End of Of Holy Virginity De Virginitate by St. Augustine of Hippo Translated by Charles John Cornish, 1810-1870